watch wrestling? Heels, baby faces, all are welcome at the We Watch Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> I'm your wonderful and darling redheaded and bearded host, Beyond the Matt McCarthy, with me, always professional wrestling encyclopedia, Mr. Vince Averill. Dude, he is I and I is him. Dude, man, dude. This Bro. is the We Watch Wrestling Podcast. Go to wewatchwrestlingpodcast.com. The entire yeah. back issue archive is available on uh on Libsyn. Libsyn. Uh I believe it's 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 on all the podcast platforms. Sure looked too, like it to me, dude. I was carving back just recently. Yeah, dig in, dig in. Uh go to uh Patreon. Uh we, we have a tremendous Patreon, all sorts of weekly Every single week, there is some sort of a bonus audio that we put up. You can watch video of the show that we post right after we record it before the audio even goes up the next day. Uh, Q&A that we do every single week. We got an interview coming up this week with one of the absolute legends of professional wrestling. That's all we'll say about that's it. That's all we'll say right now, but let me tell you, that's not hyperbole. So until, yeah. it's, until it's committed to tape, we shan't say the name, but I'll tell you this, dude. It's a legit a legend. Bro, I'm not fucking with you to get your seven dollars dude i'm not fucking with you to get your seven dollars dude okay it is not hulk hogan uh, <laughs> um yeah come hang out with us on the discord uh, uh all sorts of incentives um all sorts of bonus audio what else is going on uh yeah um, every wednesday yeah. 316 a.m we're here dude dude, dude. Kill, killer killer promo alert oh infinity land tapes part four yes just dropped. dropped our man bateman and let me tell you dude it's fucking dope the production is great i love the little like clips of what he's talking about right that drone in the background yes is fucking money it's awesome and, and you, you're gonna want to say oh well, these guys are buddies with bateman and that may be true but it doesn't change the fact that the fucking these Infinity Land tapes are awesome, and number four is fucking sweet. Um, hey man, I hope. I, I mean, it, it seems like it's him and Bennett. Maybe, maybe this goes all the way to the nineteenth anniversary show. Plenty of people that I'm friends with in the business. I don't come on this show and say I'm enjoying what they're doing on TV. There you go. All right, <laughs> there you, you go. Much. Uh, yes, get into it. I tell you, one uh, one friend of the show, uh, I am enjoying what he's doing on tv jack thomas mccarthy aka punch turok he's got he's on a show what shows he on he no oh but he booed the shit out of ryan nemeth on mm. our watching of dynamite let me tell you i was like because mox comes out and he's like is that the bad guy i'm like here's the best thing jack he looks like a bad guy. He acts like a bad guy, but he's a good guy. He always does the right thing. And then it cuts to Nemeth. I go, this guy thinks he's so great. And Jack's response was, boo! Mm -hmm. Oh, you think you're so great? Boo! <laughs> I can't wait to bring this kid to a wrestling show. Chip off the old block, sound like. Oh, my 
God, is he going to have a good time? Um, yes, we are. Um, yes, we oh, are. NWA is back. They have announced a pay-per-view for later this month to kick off their new season of power. Okay. So they, are, they took everything off of YouTube, huh? They're on fight now. They're going to be exclusively on fight, it sounds like. Oh, wow. All the right. pay-per-view is on fight. It's $19.99, and I don't know how the weekly TV will go or, or sure. what the price will be or whatever that looks like. But Well, uh, you know, I'm sure there's lots of people out there kicking themselves that, uh, you know, their best friend didn't buy them seasons one and two on DVD. But uh, I'm here well, to tell you. And in, and in thinking about, you know, who, who they still have, uh, RIP to the question mark. Oh, my Jesus Christ. That one from out of fucking nowhere and just a fucking real sack of shit to deal with. That, that's, uh, I, I fucking love the question mark. And I, I saw that uh, Aaron Stevens, I caught part of him on an Instagram live, sort of just talking about him and answering people's questions. Yeah. And he was saying how much, question mark enjoyed the interaction like selling merch and i was lucky enough to have one of those interactions with him in full uh gimmick i bought I was, the t-shirt uh, i was waiting outside for the uh for the uber but i was looking inside i was like oh my god he's talking about question mark. <laughs> dude and like how fortunate that we were able to go and see yeah. those tapings because like legit that dude was over like rover dude i mean in addition to him as Josephus coming out and singing what? What did he sing? Didn't he sing like Silent Night or something? Oh, right. There was some Christmas thing that happened. Him and uh, not Victoria or somebody. No, they were like some, yeah, yeah. Him and, yes. him and, him and somebody sang <laughs> by the Christmas tree. And it was like, I was like, is this going to be a bumper on the show? Is this what? I'm like, they're just singing Christmas carols and it front made of this it on the show. I think if you review one of the if you review the season two DVD, I think it's on one of the shows. I will be re revisiting some of that, but yeah, it, and what's so funny too is um, check the back issues. Vince was like, "It's like ah, this guy Josephus, he bothers me. He really into him. my skin, and he and reminds then, me of somebody, but we won't talk about that." Question mark shows up. He's like, I'm really liking this question mark guy. I, I, you know, who that who who is he? Who could he who could he be? <laughs> and I'm like, Vince, I'm pretty sure it's Josephus. And he's like, Oh my fucking God. <laughs> I don't know how I missed oh it. Oh my fucking God, you're it right. Was, it was so awesome that I did. It was really more It was incredible. It was way were, better that I missed it. I yeah. thought you were fucking with me. And I'm like, I think it's kind of <laughs> Yeah. Uh I also like that I believe some maybe it was it was either Carlos or Avila or somebody was telling me that like Back when it was going on, like Aaron Stevens was going, like I've listen, I've seen Josephus and Question Mark in the same room, so I this is not uh, God. So well, you remember the yeah. taping we went to, and you know, I mean, th this is not something I was going to like tweet because it was like fucking young guy just drops dead. It's like yeah, it's, ugh, it's fucking awful. Uh, but you know, I have the heart of a comedy writer, and one of the things that I I knew I could convey on this show that wouldn't get conveyed, wouldn't translate on Twitter at all was like when we were at that taping, yeah, the guy in front of us with the question mark mask who kept telling everybody I'm question mark son. That's right. <laughs> and, That's right. And I wanted to be like, I'm sure question mark son is, you know, my thoughts got to him. I, the guy actually had a fucking kid and it's just like, ugh, right. Cause you know, the sick. thing was he had, 
like within the last like at least month i had been like what happened because i was following him on instagram and then he disappeared from instagram at a certain point but the thing about when i was following him i was like this dude is like a little younger than us i think or slightly maybe not too much younger than you but but he like he would always like be ha- you'd always have like a videotape in one of those like t- TV VCR combos on his stories like he just seemed like he would he wore the Air Revolutions I was like this dude is like us like we would yeah. get along with this dude I know I you know, know? I know. Um, but remember um, the uh, when he finally came out for that interview segment he's standing but this was not on the air he's standing by the um you know uh where where Marquez would be yeah uh the the interview backdrop right and the guy in front of us is like freaking out and like screaming mongrovian yeah and question mark is just standing there staring at him and i'm like (laughs) and i'm like is he digging this is he pissed is he trying to figure out if this dude's making fun of him like is he staying in kayfabe yeah and then finally he just puts up his hand and gives him a calm down sir yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) the kid sat right down so good oh um, fuck man so but, yeah this is a uh I, I, you know selfishly for me as a wrestling fan this is a a tremendous loss because uh especially given that the that's about to fire back up i know you know? know uh but they do it's funny like a lot of their people sign but they still have they still got aldis they still have stevens they still have trevor murdoch uh homicide thunder rosa you know they still have they they got some people still and they made they made some stars in that place too so like well i mean talk about benefiting from the exposure on dynamite you know well and that's the other thing right if if the forbidden door is all the way open and they've already done a deal with thunder rosa which also if i can pivot slightly it seems a little weird to me like everything they've done with thunder rosa and the story they've told, and then Nyla Rose beats her in this tournament. Like, I was assuming it was going to be, <laughs> I just figured it would be her and Sheeta at the pay per view eventually, you know? But for well, some reason, because, because, and nothing against Nyla, she did, but she just hasn't even been in the mix really, or very yeah, little. But, I, but it, it, from a booking standpoint, I can buy it because, um, you know, she's, she's, you know, she's the giant in the, uh, in yeah. the uh, division, that type yeah. of thing. I was surprised, but I was surprised. I was, I think I was less surprised. Well, no, I think I was surprised she beat Brit too, but it is, I was like, all right, well, they, she's coming back house of fire type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm into. Well, you do like a house of fire. You, I mean, I'm not going to go as far as say arsonist or whatever, but like you, you know, you'll stop and look if there's a flame. <laughs> I'm not going to set it, but I'm going to stop and watch it. You know, fuck. Well, sure. Um, Wait, what? What is the timeline on? I don't know why I'm asking you. I'm sure you don't know, but what is the timeline on um, uh, the the girl from outer space coming back? Statlander. Oh, I. Th- uh, she do. My back recollection soon? is that she had like a, a serious, like a surgery, right? So did she, did she like break a leg off of her body? Like well, she has been gone for fucking ever. It feels like. Mm, well, I don't think it's been that long. It feels that way. Yes. No, I, I listen. You, you, you can feel heard because I hear you. How old do you think she is? Chris Statlander? Yeah. I had no idea she was this young. 
Okay, that helps me. Oh, all right. Um, Maybe I tipped it. <laughs> is she 19 and a half? Uh, okay. Well, now you're being ridiculous. She's 25. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't, th- I f- thought, I don't know. I didn't think she was that, I, I don't, not saying I thought she was, I just feel like I'm taking a hole at this point. Maddie, stop put talking. the shovel down and tell us what just you're trying to tell you. Just going to stop talking. Um, ooh, ACL. ACL injury in June. So yeah, yeah that must that, be the, that must be uh, surgery. Well, is it like a tear? Wikipedia doesn't go into it, and then the article is from last June. Because it's like if it's an ACL and it's not completely torn, maybe it's arthroscopic, maybe it's not that long. You said last June. Yeah, she did this oh. in June 2020. All right, so it was. It must have just fucking got shredded. I mean, fuck. It's already been like how many months now? Christ on the cross. Um, and and on top of the fact she's twenty five, that's uh, got to be a significant injury. Keep somebody that young on the shelf that long. Hopefully, she's back sooner than later, and then she can just step right back into her spot. Not championship material, but I'm wishing her well with the space alien gimmick. Yeah, I know. Somebody needs to boop your snoot. All right, pal. <laughs> Somebody needs to give you one of these right there Subjective on the Subjective art form. Will you but, stop? Uh, you You've know, never she, been to fucking outer space. Sheeta's going all the way. Sheeta should have the belt for another two years. Really build that belt up. You uh, think Sheeta's going to win the uh, her defense? Well, again, it, it's it seems like as long as she's had it and the fact that they did this whole tournament and Nyla Rose is a house of fire that it seems like the belt is changing, but maybe, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, that's the, that's the, that's the thing when you're, when you're laying these things out, you got to think what hurts, what helps. Yeah. Does the fact that say, say Nyla Rose goes to the, the finals, right? Sure. Does she need the belt back again to be made hold? Has she lost some heat? Does burning through the, the tournament help her enough that it's okay that she comes up short in the title match? Does it hurt her? Is she is she a baby face? Is she a heel? Baby face. Okay. What happened with her and Vicky? She's Guerrero? Not Vicky. Yeah, she's not with Vicky Guerrero anymore. Is she? Oh, are you talking about talking about Sheeta or Nyla Rose? Nyla Rose. Oh, well, she was a heel, but I don't maybe maybe in her return she's not. I, I haven't uh, I haven't seen. No, Sheeta's a, a white meat baby face yeah, of the yeah, highest yeah, caliber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when Abaddon comes around. Oh, so scary. So scary. So I mean that there, there is something to that of like it it, 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 it it behooves rock. There's something about this that really befuddles the rock. I mean, I could buy, you know, somebody getting momentum out of winning the tournament, but still losing the championship as long as it's, you know, a good showing type of thing. Yeah. I don't know. You, I mean, it's 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 one of those things. But I, I I don't know. Like WWE clearly has a different philosophy. I mean, WWE has like a 
there is a bit of a you won the Royal Rumble, but you lost the main event. You're a loser. Mm. You know, You're a there loser. is. And you beat the Japanese competitor, but you're a loser. <laughs> you ran right through the tournament, but don't you're a loser. matter on Sunday. Loser. Yeah. Uh, now, I know you, you're an insider. Uh, have right. you seen the production uh, renderings? Do we know where the gun club are going to be placed as it pertains to this exploding situation? You know I'm worried about losing Austin. I'd like to think that they're all going to be behind like uh, when uh, riot police have like those shields. Yeah. <laughs> Just some plexiglass. Yeah. Can, we, can we steal the plexiglass from NXT to keep Austin Gunn safe? We know will there be a countdown clock? Is it going to be explosions every time the ropes, the barbed wire gets hit? Uh, I think... That's a good question. I think you got to do much like in Fire Pro Wrestling Returns, you get thrown into the barbed wire and there are little pieces of C4 wrapped up yeah. in the barbed wire that explode. The Terry Funko Nita one was so bizarre because there was a countdown and the ring exploded. Yeah. And it was just so lame. <laughs> what if what if we see Callus with uh, remote control and then we realize he's he's hired one of those uh, bomb diffusing robots and it's making its way to the ring <laughs> in case Kenny is in peril and the robot can diffuse. Oh man, I would love it if if uh, what if we get Jesse Ventura to do play by play and he's <laughs> and he's just like. He's like, you're telling me, why didn't they use jet fuel in the ring? You want to make it explode? Just use jet fuel. Huh? What about that, JR? Explain uh, that to me, Excalibur. Why don't you, why are you wearing a mask, Excalibur? What don't you want me to see? That photo that I sent you of Shaq looking like Chris Jericho. That is so funny. There are other ones. There are like him looking I like the Young Bucks, right? There's oh, a Orange Cassidy that. one. Really? I only yeah. saw the only other one I saw was him with the MJF scarf. You think he's going to grab a hold? What's Shaq going to do, man? Is he going to just start throwing clotheslines? So is that this week? That's tonight. Oh, boy. I, you know, hey, get some eyes on the product. Fine. Thank you. Sell a couple pay-per-views. Sell a couple pay-per-views. It's Sunday this weekend. Mm -hmm. They do such a good job on the announcing on, on Dynamite that it was like they mentioned it was some, like, I'm sitting there thinking, oh man, I can't wait Saturday night. It's going to be great. And yeah. then like they mentioned it a couple of times, like it's Sunday. This time it's Sunday. See, I thought they were trying to avoid the Canelo fight, but the Canelo fight was last Saturday. So maybe there's like a big UFC or something. <sighs> there's there's got to be something. They didn't just move it to Sunday. Right. Well, I mean, it, it, but it was it, what also struck me as I was like, man, they're really hammering at home that's on Sunday, but not in a you know, WWE stop fucking telling me way. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, Such mm. a fascinating deal. It should be interesting. I love watching wrestling. There's just, I mean, I was loving the, uh, I like watching dynamite. I'm like, there is something 
I turned, I, I've been turning people on to dynamite, you know? Oh yeah. You know, well, you know, my friend, Mike Reiner used to see wrestling at the Olympic, you know, his friend got dragged around on the, on the beach by Fred Blassie for heckling him. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, this is, this is the source. Right. And, um, I kept saying to him, I'm like, you gotta, I can't get him to listen to our show though. <laughs> I tell him, I tell him, well, you know, I got a show. And he's always like talking to me. He's like, well, you know, I was listening to, you know, what's, what's the radio show on, um, satellite, like, uh, Oh, uh, busted open busted. Oh yeah. He goes, Oh, you know, I was listening to busted open. They were saying blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop by dude. Come on, man. We watch wrestling over here. Uh, but the, um, the guy, I turned him on to fucking dynamite. And I was like, I was like, it's kept saying, oh, you got to watch dynamite, man. Check it out. TNT Wednesday nights. You get it. And he's, he's hooked. He's always texting me. He's like, oh, Phoenix is incredible. Yeah. Um, I just got another guy. Again, you know, he's big into videotapes, big into uh, wrestling. He's like showing me, you know, his wife dressed like Hulk Hogan on Halloween, him dressed like Macho Man. This And I'm like, but he's like, oh, you know, I kind of fell off. I'm not, and I'm like, check out Dynamite. Tune in Wednesdays. Check it out. It's, it's. It's, it might not be anybody, you know, maybe, you know, Jericho, maybe, you know, you know, Jim Ross for sure, but it's just like, it's a lot of action and it's, he texted me, he goes, dude, this feels like WWF in the fucking eighties, dude. You think Jim Ross is, uh, he's a little prickly after Excalibur, uh, coming up in the observer awards there as announcer of the year and, and Tony Schiavone also getting some votes. You got to hope so. You got to hope that <laughs> he'll, it bothers him and he, he no sells it. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, he actually did tweet. He was like, you know, congratulations, Excalibur. He's, he keeps getting better every day. <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. Well, you got, the, you got the rub. But as I'm watching the show, I'm like, one of the things that dawned on me was um, there will be things that, like, I guess what I'm getting at, what, what dawned on me while I'm watching Dynamite is I was like, there is no getting around why somebody might like Dynamite or prefer it to another company or, you know, there's no reason to turn it into a, it's WWE or AEW, you know, you have to like one or the other. Right. It's silly and it's stupid. But one of the things that dawned on me watching it was, um, like, for example, watching Nitro, like, the, like on the Q&A, I mentioned guys from high school that sure. were WWF fans and started watching WCW because that's where Hogan was. That's where Piper was. That's where Randy was. You know, all. there is no zero nostalgia factor when I'm watching um, AEW. Okay. You know, like when we tried to get Sibley to watch Starcade 83 and he's like, well, you guys grew up with this shit. And we're like, I, I mean, we grew up with this era of wrestling, but I didn't grow. I believe the way you put it was, I didn't grow up in the fucking Carolinas, dude. I wasn't going to the fucking Greensboro. <laughs> you know, I wasn't watching wrestling 83. No. Right. Um, but I could, there is a, 
it's it's a flawed argument, but like I could see the argument of, well, I have a fondness for eighties wrestling, you know, so maybe it's not as exciting as today's stuff. It's just different, right? You know, and as I'm watching AEW, I was like, but they're not it, they're not using stars from the eighties. They're not even using, you know, a a the 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 moves from the eighties. It's not like I'm tuning in to see Jake Roberts, but there is a, um, I thought my buddy summed it up for me. I was like, there is a, I don't know if it's the booking philosophy or it's just the excitement, the presentation. There is something that I'm like, there is no denying. This is the way I used to feel watching wrestling. Like with, 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 Hangman wrestling um, the guy from uh, Private Party. Right. No. Right? He's from yes. Private Party, right? Yes. I had some of it on mute. This house is chaos. Um, every once in a while, there's nobody here but me. Mm. Maybe the animals now. We got two goddamn cats and a dog who's just wondering, can, can I fucking move out? <laughs> but other times, it, this house feels like... Um, you know, in Wizard of Oz, when the twister picks oh, up the yeah. farm. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, but as I'm watching that match, like when Angelico and uh, and Evan, when they come out, and I'm just like, all right, I'm digging this. Matt Hardy's like, he's kind of like turning into almost like the million dollar man type of thing, where he's just like, he's spreading his money around, you know. And, and of course, we're leading up to the big money match, but. When, We're thinking of Cameron Grimes spreading money. Around. Oh, well, Grimes is throwing a little cash around. It's so funny. The uh, but let me stop you. They no. are using. They are using. They've got Sting. They've got Arn. They've got Tully, um, Jim Ross. But but what they're doing uh, in all those cases, other than Jim Ross, is using them and, and Jake Roberts. Uh, they're using them in ways that aren't. You know, instead of. Well, I mean, I guess they got Tully wrestling now and Sting is wrestling too, but it's not as if it's Tully versus John Moxley, you know, or it's not for like the they're for yes. the title. And I'm right. worried Moxley's going to lose the belt, you know? It's, and, it's, yeah. And they're like not Goldberg shows up on fucking WWE and I'm like, oh, Christ, they're using them to, to elevate, elevate people and not, not expose and be like, oh, so this guy could potentially and will potentially beat fucking Roman Reigns or some of your guys who you've been pushing currently who are much younger. Yes. Right. That's 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 the thing is they're they're they have names from the past there, but they are not presented as though these are the real stars. Right. Right. Exactly. And the and the new crop is you know they're just not. Remember how it used to be good. Yeah. There's probably there's nobody in this locker room other than Undertaker and Triple H, you know, you know that kind of mentality. Right. But I mean like what Hangman and um Money who the, Matt who are the guys in private party. I, I wish what are their names? Man, I'll know as soon as you say it. Private parts. No. Not the Howard Stern movie. Baba Booey? Is it Baba Booey and who? Baba Booey. Baba Booey. And Fred, is it Fred and Baba Booey? Baba Booey. Uh, so there's happy? Isaiah and Mark. I don't know who had the match 
on uh, last week. I think he. I think he faced Isaiah Cassidy. Yeah, that's okay. what I think. So Cassidy's in there. We'll say Isaiah because Orange Cassidy. It, I don't want to get. I don't want to confuse Who's myself. High pit? Go ahead. I'm Kelly Clarkson. That was the height of that show. Um, when they do the introductions and Hangman comes out, I'm like, all right, this is not a squash match, but Hangman's the star, and he's going to win. The deck starts getting stacked against him immediately, and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Hangman might be in trouble. But I was still like, Hangman's still going to win. Because there is something about, I, I, and I've said it for a long time, that WWE, they almost need to go back to maybe not squash matches the way that they used to do them. Um, but there is something to that because it, 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 nobody gets over on, you know, like Raw. Right. In so much of like, like put it this way, when, 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 when private parties out there, I'm like, well, they're going to lose this match, but they also aren't dickheads running around chasing our truth for the 24 seven title as, as entertaining as I find our truth. I'm just saying, I don't think that he's going to win, but he's also not presented to me as a fucking goon. Right. And they also, you know, because it's situational, it's not like the next time private party has a match. I'm going to automatically think they're going to lose. Right. And they give them enough time because they're not so concerned with fitting in everybody on the fucking roster, all these backstages, these skits in the back that aren't funny, fucking promos in the ring that go nowhere. Like, right. like oh my God, well, we had to open with a 20-minute fucking in-ring talking segment because that's what we fucking do. Well, let's go live to Dexter Loomis's van. <laughs> <laughs> so this match gets a lot of time. And as the match is going on, I'm like, Hangman's getting a raw deal, but also Isaiah can fucking go. This guy, he's not somebody tonight, right? but he's headed in that direction. He's sure. not, it's not a foregone conclusion that he's a fucking geek and I don't care. Right. By the time Dark Order comes out, when Reynolds and Silver come running out to help Hangman, first of all, just the fact that they go to the ref and they say, no, 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 no. Matt Hardy fucking hit him. That's why he's down on the ground right now. And Audrey turns around. Is it Audrey or Aubrey? Aubrey. Aubrey, Aubrey. Aubrey turns around. And she, she's so tremendous at her job. She turns around, looks at him, looks the hangman down on the ground, looks at Matt Hardy and points you did that you are out of here you know she's yeah. not a fucking a sap right you know she's not an idiot like oh i i heard banging behind me but i'll just assume everything's fine right no she's proactive you know and, and by the when they if you didn't see it though can you truly call it um if you did not see it well, she didn't, she didn't, it didn't affect the outcome of the match. She's just yeah. like, you get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Whatever happened, it's, it's not going to matter if you're, if you're gone. In that moment, 
I was like, I noticed, I was like, I feel like I'm watching Saturday night's main event at Kevin McNamara's house oh. at 12 o'clock in the morning. And Just I'm the fucking, feeling that it's giving you. Yes. I'm yeah. like, I'm invested. I'm excited. Things are making sense. A story is being told and I want to see where it goes from here. Right. You know, and then when it, and then the match it's, there's, it ends. There's a definitive winner. I don't leave thinking Isaiah's a fucking geek. Of course he was going to lose. You know, I also don't leave feeling like Isaiah needed the fuckery of people interfering and grabbing legs and hitting, you know, right. And then by the time Hardy gets on the, the big speaker, you know, I've unmuted the thing and I'm like listening the way that they're selling it. Then fucking 10. So you watch some of the show on mute? Um, out of necessity. Yeah. When, when I watch like a WWF pay-per-view. Oh, well, that's I, different. I'm not, I, talking, I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking I, about a show that you're enjoying. Right. I intentionally put it on the German play-by-play. Uh, right. because I can't, I can't fucking listen to Corey Graves and Michael Cole. Right. You no, know? I, I, you know, so am I to assume then that you're going to reach into your wallet, pull out that crisp 50 and get revolution. You goddamn right. I am AEW you, revolution. You're goddamn right. I am. I believe last year's revolution was voted uh, show of the year on the observer awards. Am I correct? We'll have to get into the awards in a second. I mean, uh, this being said, I, I got a lot out of this episode of Dynamite. I tell you, though, they, um, you know, you know, it's not, it's, it's, you know, yeah, uh, Brian, I mean, it's not perfect. I feel like they, um, <laughs> they do way too much of the Cody Rhodes. Well, <laughs> I mean, next week's show is called The Crossroads. Hmm course because uh, him and Shaq will finally tear the house down right, Daly's baby. place will have to be built from scratch oh my god after those two titans of industry and sport and entertainment collide you know what they do too much on dynamite uh, I've been noticing is when um, somebody's in the ring all of a sudden their enemy either pops up on the stage they did it twice tonight uh, once this is what they always do somebody pops up on the screen and they're like Hey, dickhead, look what I've got here. It's a loved one that I beat up. Right, they did, did, did. I was like twice on the same show. Twice oh, on the yeah. same show. At least with, with Sting, there was a bit of a swerve to it because he's pulling out the body bag and Shivani's like, well, who's going to be in there? And I'm thinking, idiot, fucking Darby. <laughs> and also, it's it, uh, a little lame that Papa Buck was unwilling to blade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they really they hit that note way too often. Um, but the, uh, I love the, Big I love the being signed. No, I don't. Oh, okay. I, I'm not. Oh God. Why? Well, Paul White is, he's going to announce him and Shivani are going to, you know, have a, they're going to do the, uh, the announcing there on a, on a nice Monday show. They're adding to the mix as if, if that's all he does, then I'm fine. I don't like, look, put it this way. There's no way they're going to book him the way that Vince would. There's no way that Damian Sandow 
has momentum, should win the battle royal, but no. It's right. just, just going to be the giant, and now fuck everybody. Yeah. You know, and fuck you for caring about somebody that I didn't decide is getting a push. He's got, well, you know what? He's got a big tattoo of a tiger, doesn't he? I've got a giant tattoo of a tiger. Thank you. I've got another one on my other arm. Here's the thing. I loved that Darby video. I loved him getting dragged by the fucking car. He's such a goon. I love Sting driving the car. When Darby comes in on the zip line holding the skateboard, I'm like, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall when they pitch him the idea and they're practicing it. And he's like, all right, I want to be coming in on the zip line skateboarding. And they're like, well, that's impossible. You can't. He's yeah. Like, no, no, like, just the idea of Darby can't wrap his head around like, oh, no, I want to be standing on my skateboard when, when I'm coming in on the, it's just like, I want to. He should have had it out in front of him so he could have just done like an acid drop. Right. But it's it just, I love it. Like, maybe even a couple times he tried it. He's like, all right, I'll stand on my skateboard. And then he stands on it and it drops. And he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> From the fuck Raptors. I think, uh, what do you think, man? Tully going to slingshot uh, um, Marco? Yeah. Get right? Slingshot Suplay going I mean, right he's, there. He's got to, right? <laughs> I mean, that's just it. I mean, I'm like, I, I, I think Jungle Boy has has legs, but um, you know, Jurassic Express as a prelim uh, is is as a unit. It's it's a prelim act. Yeah, and but I mean it's but it's also it's not. I don't know that it's. I don't think it's anything other than. You know, I don't think Marco brings them down. I don't think. I mean, we've seen Luchasaurus fucking have fucking tremendous shows reactions. I mean, it's just like people are into it for sure. There is just something about it. You know, I'm a boy from the jungle. He's a dinosaur. It's like, that's that doesn't scream main event, the Valley village van for one second from the, from the, from the jungles of Valley village right off the one oh one. Um, Let's pull up the Observer Awards and see what we're working with. Uh, Dave has been hard at work um, collecting all those checks from Tony Khan. Stop. You know I'm playing. The Meltzer is good for a um, going on his show and saying, uh, I don't care. And let me explain why I don't care for 20 minutes. Woo, eyes were itching like a motherfucker. I had to go put some drops in there. Allergies? Those on the, pa- those on the Patreon are going like, Vince is stone of the bone. Well, I hate to break it to you, but I am not. Got some kind of fucking crazy eyeball itch going on. I was just, uh, I, I figure we're, we're getting into the Observer Awards now, and I was just saying to the kids, uh, Meltzer's really, he, he's always good for a uh, going on the radio show and saying, I don't care what people think. And, <laughs> and let me explain that for 20 minutes of why yeah. I don't, yeah, you know, why like, I, I just so think much. it's funny. I, I think it's funny. People think Tony Khan's paying me. I, you know, I, I have friends in WWE. I can't say who they are. You know, doesn't mean I don't have them. I will say that it probably, as far as like the what, what it certainly feels like a slobber job on AEW by him, isn't hurt by the fact that Tony Khan calls him on the phone. 
right? Him and Vince used to talk on the phone. Well, that's the fact just that Tony it. Khan talks to him on the phone, gives a shit about what he thinks, probably doesn't hurt the journalist, you know, when he is talking about what's going on. Uh, look, you said it. Him and Vince used to talk on the phone regularly. This, this, him and this, Bischoff talked on the phone. Him and Bischoff at no point. I, I don't, I don't, I, I think I, I'm Dave, I'm sure can be buttered up. You know, I'm sure Dave can, like, he, when he would go to Reseda and he's, you know, a celebrity, right? Who's, who's not going to enjoy that? Who's right. not going to be like, I don't know. But I also think that he is part robot and he's incapable of saying he enjoyed something that he didn't enjoy. You know, I right. mean, put it this way when he like watches being the elite and he's like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, that's because you have a poor sense of humor. You know, that's because <laughs> right. the only thing you think is funny is your weird robotic, you know, riffs or deep inside wrestling like terminology like i'm sh- i him watching brian pillman wrestle the pencil i'm sure he literally wet his pants laughing well, and there's another guy who would who would talk to him on the phone who would dave would sometimes lay out matches right how many five-star matches did brian pillman get you know that's the bottom line and i'll go you one further i i wanted to compare and contrast the latest PWI Pro Wrestling Illustrated 2020 year in review. Why is no one coming after? It's not Stu Sachs. He retired. Why is no one coming after Kevin McElvaney? Yeah. How come no one? He's on. Clearly, he's on Tony Khan's payroll as well. Nobody's angry at Vic Venom. (laughs) I don't know if you you spot the the subtle brilliance of this. Orange Cassidy is holding his PWI award upside down. I think that means he's being held hostage. Um, that's right. Let's we see. Gotta find Orange. I mean, it, it, all right. I just want to pull yeah, All right. Let's see. Because the wrestler of the year in the Observer Awards. John Moxley. Mox. Wrestler of the year in the PWI. John Moxley. Mox. You know? Doop, doop, I don't doop, think doop. That there's any arguing that. You know what I mean? I'm not. I, I, I don't disagree. This is a nice compare and contrast. Okay? We're calling it down the middle. That. When's the last time you saw a, a big league professional wrestler wearing a PWI shirt? I thought you were going to say, when's the last time I saw such a cool Photoshop? Uh, no, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm like Michael Stipe on the, uh, you know, on the uh, green tour when he's like, talks to the guy in the front row. He's like, that better not be styrofoam, pal. I like to say to people, that better not be direct-to-garment, pal. What is direct-to-garment? It's any shirt you buy off Pro Wrestling Tees. It's, it's, any shirt that in, instead of uh, a screen printing where you, you know, you have ink that gets run over the shirt, uh-huh. it's a printer. It's like, you know, like, um, is that, that's an homage shirt that you're wearing? 
Yeah, this is yeah. So like that, I think that's screen. Yeah, so super soft. Right. Is that, but, is that one of those shirts where like I can feel the print on my skin? No. Well, it's it's one of those shirts that already looks way shittier six months after you got it than when mm. you know it's there. It's the the process just is not perfected. But what it allows you to do is a zillion colors. Whereas with screen printing, it's going to be a lot more expensive because each color has to be pulled, right? It's just it, it it's it's not good. It it the 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 quality is not there. And, it's killing and it, it, the business. Yeah, and it and it uh, a a direct garment t shirt should never fucking be twenty five or thirty dollars. That's a fucking ripper. Anyway, all right. From we, we will we will never in, unless the right in, unless the technology. It goes way, way ahead of where it is now. The We Watch Wrestling podcast will never fucking sell a DTG shirt. Well, Although I guess we are on pro wrestling tees. Uh oh, uh oh, hypocrisy. Uh, from God's lips to your ears, kids. Boop. Hey, dude, you're selling my boop shirt over there, and it's a directed garment, dude. Boop, <laughs> boop. Hey, what's going on, dude? Where's my cut, brother? The, uh, Meltzer does most outstanding wrestler. Mm. Uh, there doesn't appear to be a comparable award in the PWI. Perhaps, 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 perhaps. I mean, PWI has the most popular wrestler of the year. Um, but I don't think it feels like most outstanding wrestler is who's got the best work. You know? Sure. And that goes to Kenny Omega. The cleaner. The cleaner. It's does, hard does, to argue. P- does PWI do show of the year? Match of the year? Yes. Okay. Yes. So we'll get to all that. PWI, <laughs> they do Rookie of the Year, Most Improved Wrestler of the Year, Inspirational Wrestler of the Year, Comeback of the Year, Indie Wrestler of the Year, Feud of the Year, Most Popular, Most Hated, Match of the Year, Tag Team of the Year, Wrestler of the Year, and the Stanley Weston Award. Wouldn't it be funny if, um, which they give to Stu Sachs, the longtime uh, editor, publisher, publisher or editor? I think editor-in-chief, right? Editor-in-chief of PWI recently retired. You know, he mixes in these goddamn MMA fucking awards. And it's just like, Dave, you know, I'm just like, if if this was a sports newsletter, wouldn't all the baseball awards be together and then the football awards would Mm. be somewhere else? That's all I'm saying. Now, is... In the running for promotion of the year in either uh, awards, are we talking about wrestling for women's charity? Or does does that promotion appear in either of those? I don't know that that I went to that promotion's Twitter and it's deleted for some oh, reason. I don't know gone? what. Flash yeah. in the pan. I guess the, I don't know. I I, okay. I I am of no opinion, and no. I and no. and ev- anything I'm saying is my opinion and allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Sure. There we go. Yeah. Because right. We don't. We don't. No have, one's going uh, to sue us now, right? Right. We don't have um, Stephen P. New on speed dial. You know, Christ Almighty. <laughs> Let's see. Tag team of the year. Observer says the Young Bucks. Mm. 
PWI says Bailey and Sasha Banks. Okay. The golden role models. I remember them being role models. I don't remember the golden part. Well, and is, does, does PWI show any runner-up or any like that? They just do the winner. Right? Oh, absolutely. They do. Um, the runners-up are FTR, uh, Page and Omega, Street Profits, and then the... So that's interesting. As far as right. when we talk about, you know, yes. the Meltzer slob job, uh, that the Young Bucks aren't even in the conversation over in the PWI. They are in the, like, lower, you know, they are not top vote getters. They are, like, way down in the runner-up spots. Jay Lethal and Gresham, New Day, the North, Young Bucks. So it sounds like... And I'm going to let you do a couple more of these, but I may have to storm, you know, up to uh, Campbell, California and stop the steal. I may have to come pounding on Meltzer's door and try to stop the steal here. It sounds like he was stuffing the box. But these are all, but these are both chosen, voted on by the readers, mm. right? Well, yeah, I mean, oh, that's what we're supposed to believe. That's what, we're, uh, but also. If you want to believe that Meltzer has a propaganda machine in place and each week he's cranking it and the monkey comes out with the symbols, then then you're going to, by a certain point of your reading, you're going to go, well, I guess the Young Bucks are the best. I just I, I'm just spitballing here. I don't know. I would love to see a promo by like Ethan Page being like, you know, we were ahead in tag team of the year. We were winning. Frankly, we did win. <laughs> The North are badass, dude, but Impact, I don't think there's enough eyeballs on Impact for anybody over there to... Well, I mean, the runners-up are... There's a lot of crossover. Uh, the big differences are uh, New Japan is represented in the Observer runners-up. Hmm. The uh, Best Friends represented. The Lucha Brothers represented. There's just not, you know... I mean, I read them. This is all people on TV. Ring of Honor, though, I mean, it, they're on TV, but it's not like at a level of a WWE or, or an AEW, but still right. TV nonetheless. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. The New Day is nowhere to be found on the Observer Awards. You know, that's, yeah. that's the big difference. I wouldn't... Um, but does Ring of Honor... Does, does Ring of Honor have a larger potential audience than Impact based on the Sinclair stations that exist over, you know, the number of homes that have access TV? Probably, um, right? That's a good question. One would think so, right? I would, I would tend to think so, but who knows? But also it might be the, the access show is on in primetime. The Sinclair show could be on at eleven thirty at night in your market, or it could be on at four thirty in your market, or you know. So that right. also would affect it as well. It's one of those things with like TV that I've, because like because Sinclair's a different deal. It's like they have affiliates, like they own stations, right. whereas yes. like Access is they they need to be on a cable provider, right? You know, whereas Sinclair, like yeah. there are for sure there have to be stations on my. TV that are owned by Sinclair, I would think. Right, but it's just a matter of whether. Right, you know, I think. Well, th I don't think they own. They can't own more than one station in, in each market. Although your market. cable may pick something up, but but then it would just be a matter of whether the Sinclair station in the LA market or whatever 
carries the ring of honor, you know? Right. I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting thing because the, the, our market, we could be watching, you know, AAA, CMLL, uh, wrestling from Hollywood. Um, I mean, fuck, I, I, I keep finding myself on Pluto, you know, flipping around. You know, I, I, I love it when people reach out on Twitter and they're like, yo, Lawler and Kaufman are on right now. <laughs> right. Throw it yeah. on. I watched a bunch of Lawler shit the other day over the weekend. You know? You're also a Honor Club uh, member, right. so you can watch the show on the Honor Club. No, for sure. For sure. I'm just saying. Yes. But as far as Young Bucks or Bailey and Sasha, which was the better act this year or this past year? Right. I mean, there's a case I'll, to be made. I, I, I would go with Bailey and Sasha because... That's what, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks were kind of gone there for a bit. Right. Um, they had a couple of big matches and programs, but as far as week to week, yeah. Right. I mean, like, the Bucks are a fucking great tag team. But Bailey and Sasha were. The and where were Bailey and Sasha on the Observer Awards list? Number five. Okay. Okay. I mean, all you all we get on um, in PWI is a percentage of votes, okay. um, and uh, the Observer he puts. I'd have to go back and read what the these numbers mean. But it's not percentage. Uh, is this a percent? Yeah, he puts total... No, it can't be 600%. I don't know. He puts total votes or... Well, because there's different categories. Some where it's like you vote like one, two, three, and then a, a first place vote gets X amount. Second okay. place vote. Yeah, so... So I think yeah, this, this must mean... The parenthetical must be first place votes. Yeah. And then next to it is total votes. Okay. I, that's my guess. I didn't scroll back to the That sounds right. But uh, yeah. Oh, best on interviews, Observer. There's no question. There's no getting around it. Yeah. You know how it is. Yeah. You know no, who not, it, not, yeah. not yeah. You, you know who it is. Mm. He doesn't have any pants because of you. Pride of, uh, the Pride of Queens. The Kingston. Yonkers. From Yonkers? Yes. Fuck. It's a good thing I put those pants out of the curb last week. I don't deserve them. Uh, promotion of the year. Do they do this? In, uh, they must do this in PWI, right? Uh, you'd like to think so. Maybe they don't. Maybe they keep it more focused on the wrestlers. Yeah. They don't do a promotion of the year. That's fucking strange. They don't do promoter of the year either, right? Well, no. No, they don't do a promoter of the year or a promotion of K-fabe the year. that. All right. All right. AEW got the Observer Award. Best weekly TV, AEW Dynamite. Can't argue with this. Number three is being the elite. Uh, that's, I don't know about that. That's problematic as well. That's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, match of the year. Um, I tend to agree with this, and this is another instance where they totally line up. 
Young Bucks versus Omega and Page, February 29th in Chicago. Um, again, there is a there is a definite lack of New Japan appreciation in the PWI uh, voters. Sure. You know, mainstreams. Well, yeah, there's definitely a, um, there's, there's the readers of PWI certainly have a, a WWE bias. For instance, um, what was the match of the year in the PWI? Same match. Oh, in, in both? That's what I'm saying. Both, Unprecedented. Yeah, both have that tag match as the match of the year. Mm. The rest of the Observer is either AEW or New Japan. Okay. Number five is Walter versus Dragunov. Okay. Number four in the PWI is Walter versus Dragunov. Okay. Number two is Edge and Randy. Not the, the WrestleMania match. No, no. The greatest <laughs> match ever. Yeah. Uh, which, did that get an honorable mention at least in the Observer Awards? No. Mm. That's fucking hilarious. I mean, Undertaker and AJ is, is in the honorable mentions. Well, the Observer is a neckbeard promotion, okay? What about Boneyard? Any love for the Boneyard? That's what I'm saying. That's the boneyard. Oh. Taker and AJ is the boneyard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're a bonehead. Eh? It has been said. Um, Pac versus Orange Cassidy. That did get that. That was a fucking great match. Pac. Mm-hmm. That was a great match. That almost got Glennis into pro wrestling. I mean, let's face it, kids. Um, yeah. I mean, because I would have. I mean th- that that. Uh, uh, Edge versus Randy, like it was very, very good. You know what was the the uh, what? I mean, if if Boneyard makes it because you can't make the argument of like, oh, the Observer readers aren't into, you know, prefabricated stuff. It's like, well, that that had way more edits in it than I don't know. Number three, Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, um, March twenty fifth. That's not even. That's not even their Mania match, is it? No, because Mania no. would have been April last year, April. Right. So, yeah. It's like so weird. It's like so weird. Maybe <laughs> they just put the wrong match because there's in the in the description, given the magnitude of WrestleMania. I don't know why they put the wrong date. And then uh, the runners up. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso, best friend, Santana Ortiz. That was a great match in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sasha versus Bailey, which again, man, you just gave it away. Yeah. They, they were building that thing for f- fucking McMahon, man. Mm. And oh, this one I completely forgot about. This is how long ago last the beginning of last year was Tessa Blanchard versus Sammy Callahan. I, I didn't, I don't even think I watched that, but just. Yeah. People were talking about it quite a bit. Now, let me ask you something. Ask me. I need to ask you something. Uh, so, did we take, did, did Miz cash in? Oh, brother. To get the belt to Lashley so that Drew can get it back and be even 
bigger and stronger. It's such. I mean, I, at least they they they've spent a little time building up Lashley. No, a hundred percent. But it's like he's like this is the question of how meaningful does the win become with such a if if the rain is how like how far away is Mania a month? Uh, one pay per view. <laughs> right. This is like <laughs> it's uh it's hard. They just. It's just fucking McMahon, man. They just, um, I guess, I guess that's the thinking. Sure. But, uh, God damn it. Like, did you see that Randy got into a Twitter fight with soldier boy? No. About <laughs> when he, the, the timeline of when he smoked pot with Snoop Dogg. I saw I saw Randy making it very clear of when he smoked pot with Snoop Dogg. He, he I guess Soldier Boy made some reference to like, you know, rap or hip hop being more fake than WWE and then Randy's like, "Fake. Dare this prick to step up. He don't like movies. Consider us actors that do stunts without pads 200 days a year and don't bitch when we get surgically repaired and come right back." Consider us a hundred times tougher than anyone you've come across. Ain't nothing but a bitch ass. And then he goes on. Crank that came out in 07 and you had a hell of a year. Serious money. Hats off to you, my dude. Here's the thing though. I like rap. I bump that shit all day, whether it's Tunichi, Meek, Jay-Z, but you can call what I do to survive fake. Fuck that. Come to my world and say that. Dare ya. And then Soldier Bay boy says, if you mad because I spit facts, just say that. What you do is fake, and I stand on that. What I do is real. Come to your world, LOL. Welcome to Soldier World. He goes, spitting facts. Seem like all you spitting is the same mess you rap about. Nut. Clear your throat, my dog, and be there. Enough talk. Back it up. Rand Man ain't playing today. Wow. The Rand Man is not playing, and that's been the social media roundup. As, was that over the weekend? I think that was like in the last um, few hours. Let's see. Oh, wow. So this was, this was 15 hours ago. Oh, all right. So this is right before, because today was, was, you know, a women's wrestling uh, charity. uh, Oh, right. That was the thing of the day. Yeah. (laughs) Suddenly disappearing from Twitter. Uh, The reason I even found that is because, because uh, yeah, you follow my, Soldier Boy on Twitter, you get an alert <laughs> no, every time you my, tweet. In my timeline, I see that Renee Paquette is like subtweeting. Randy Orton is a pretty fun follow on Twitter or something. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why is she subtweeting? And what the fuck's going on? So I immediately go to Rand Man's page, and there it is: the Viper Vape in full effect. Viper Vape. Wow. Well, you know, hey, hey man, hey man, hey man, stay in your lane. What I do fast fake, lane. I will fuck you up. Fast lane. Is that the next pay-per-view? I think fast so. Fast lane? Fast lane. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm just looking at the rest of the awards. Most improved. Just having a read. Yeah, I'm just re- I'm just reading, <laughs> just reading to myself. Uh, most improved Observer Awards. Britt Baker. Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Dominic Mysterio. I don't. Mm. 
I don't mm. think. I don't think he's about as good as when he left the Storm Wrestling Academy. Look at oh, excuse that. me, excuse me, excuse me. No, no, no. He's Rookie of the Year. Oh, okay. Most improved is Drew. Drew. I don't think so. Is Britt Baker even on this fucking list? I mean, no. Drew has had a great year, but I don't know that he's way better than he was. He's just had an opportunity. No, yeah, he's you know? his his position has improved but he his his most improved year was you know like 2012 2013 whenever he yeah. got the fuck out of that place and right you know became a house of fire house I, of fire would, another mention of flames i love it i love looking at <laughs> fire i would 100% say brit baker's the most improved when she came out there was something i was like when she came out on Wednesday, I was just like, I was like, look at her. She like, she had such a tremendous 2020, you know, getting her mouth busted open in that match with Sheeta last year was like the moment I was, I was, I felt secure again in like, all right, there's no fans. We can't go, but there's still going to be wrestling worth watching on TV. You know, I'm still going to be able to like, that's, that was one of my favorite matches of the year. And that promo she did afterwards was, I mean, Eddie Kingston had the best mic work. That was my favorite promo. So she was already good. You're saying she's not improved. She's the same place. She was one year ago. Is that what I'm hearing? You are ridiculous. Mm. Son of a bitch has her dentistry improved if i got a crown last year would i have enjoyed it more and been in less pain than this uh, year perhaps perhaps would i rookie have had to have her hygienist adam cole clean my teeth if i went to the office rookie of the year according to the observer awards is pat mcafee mm, talent i big I talent might, i may have to give <laughs> the edge to mcafee even though he's not my McAfee's, not my cup of tea, but he ain't point. fucking. I mean, D Dominic Mysterio got fifty four percent of the vote on mm -hmm. PWI. That's insane. That is an well, that is a landslide like you don't see in these votes. Love raw over there, PWI. But number two on both lists, I gotta completely agree with is Anna J. Most you know? improved. No, That's Rookie right. of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the yeah, Year. You know, we wish her a speedy recovery for sure. Definitely. I mean, Jesus Christ. So training injuries that'll really stick in your craw. That's ah, a goddamn shame. That's a fucking shame, Vince. And best television announcer. Well, how, well, who do you send the award to? We don't know who Excalibur is. And then uh, uh, Meltzer's uh, explanation is uh, he. there's a P.O. box. I send the award to a P.O. box and he accepts the, uh, the award there. Well, what, what is Meltzer's? Does he send a plaque, a medal, a trophy? What does he send? Uh, you got, it's a major award. I believe it's a lamp shaped like, um, uh, like a leg. But I didn't know there was any physical to the no, observer. There is not. Oh, so, so Meltzer's talking shit again. No, I was, I was doing an incredible riff. 
about oh, oh, oh. when, when a masked man was on like mid South, they would ask Bill Watts. Well, you know who the guy really is. You write him a check. He goes, no, I, I write it. I, I make the check out to cash mm. and I send it to a PO box. See, I'm going to get heat now for stifling you. Cause I didn't pick up on the bit. And then I fucking no, squashed I, a bit. I, I, I say this all the time. There's a good chance. If you, if you, I'm bad at sarcasm. Oh. I'm too talented of an actor that when I start being sarcastic, people think it's real. I hear about it all the time on Twitter. People are like, you know, that wasn't cool when you said blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, God. Matt's dark sarcasm on the podcast. So, you know, those are the awards. Uh, it's subjective art form. Make your own decisions. And then Enjoy go bitch yourself. about it where everyone does Twitter. That's right. That's right. Watch what you wa- watch, what you like and shut the fuck up. Soldier Never miss boy. an opportunity to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Soldier boy. Faker than WWE. Thank God. Randy's there to, to fucking stick up for everybody. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, the homework. Is there a, should we run? Do you want to run down the pay-per-view this weekend or should we just watch it and talk about it next week? I think we're going to have to hit it on the backside. We, we dabbled. We dibble dabbled. Uh, we've been talking for a while. Mid-South, March 16th, 1985. Boyd Pierce is dying inside. He has to wear these. Boyd Pierce, no, Boyd Pierce said, fuck you. I'll put this tie on. You, you, you right. can try to fence me in. This is, this is it. He, he's, like, he's like, why don't I try a really colorful tie? See if that yeah. works. Rebellion uh, is thy name. That's right. He's trying to get away with it. Uh, and, and of course, Bill Watts would die and turn to dust if he fucking yeah. had to put on a necktie. So, you know. Well, and Bill Watts has got the fucking, I went down to the Purple Heart gear on today. It looks oh. like he, you yeah. know. Oh, he's a, he's a, he's a hero. Uh, Bill Watts still upset about Ted DiBiase destroying uh, Duggan's car. Refuses to show the footage of it. Uh, mentions again that they have a moratorium on certain weapons. Still doesn't make total sense to me. Well, no. So the thing is, when you outlaw guns, let's say. Only outlaws. The crooks are still going to have them. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. right. I love when he screws up that saying. I think Bill Watts was at the CPAC this, this week. I don't know for sure. I believe he sang the national anthem. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we show a replay of Terry Taylor versus Jake the Snake from last week. The DDT on the chair. Very mm. devastating. I, I mean, it is like a magic trick watching. He gets DDT'd on the chair. And then it's just a scramble of like, all right, where did he blade? Where's the blade? It must be on the tape on the finger. He does it real quick. It's just, it's, it's, it's a fucking magic trick. It's absolutely incredible watching these guys do this shit. Well, it is until this week. Well, shit. Terry Taylor is being interviewed by Bill Watts at the desk. Uh, Bill says, I understand you had six stitches. And Terry very quietly goes, well, they're out now. (laughs) (laughs) You missed it, Bill. Uh, he's upset with Jake the Snake says he's going to defend the TV title against him later tonight this calls out Ted DiBiase who doesn't call him out but Ted DiBiase feels compelled to come out he wants that title he's a former North American oh he is the current North American heavyweight champion he's like I should be on the list for the TV title I'm the best and and Terry Taylor's like, well, what, what do you have to offer what are you putting up I'm not just going to put up my belt he's like I'm going to put up my belt he's like you want to do title for title Title for title, and Bill Watts is like, hey, it's okay with me. We got to talk to Grizzly Smith. The champions don't make their own matches. 
Mm-hmm. Novel concept. Uh, they go to the commercial break. We come back. We have a brand new main event. It's good for going to be both titles. Title for title tonight. Terry Taylor versus Ted DiBiase. Jake the Snake interrupts. And he's got a fair point. But he also has an incredible concert. Sweatshirt oh, on. Rod Stewart. Yeah. World Tour. 84 to 85, baby. Yeah. yeah. Brother. Looking that good. is a. I, I wonder if Jake still has that laying around somewhere. Huh? <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> Doubt it. Probably two at a time. Two at a time. I'll just watch. Put on Somebody this t-shirt. Somebody wore home and it wasn't get, him. Yeah. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. There's a there's a cab outside. I'm sure you can find it. You know uh, what? I think I'm going to get me one of them sweatshirts before we leave tonight. Hey, cool you know, man! It's yeah. a cool show. He's wearing his Rod Stewart World T World Tour T-shirt. He looks so. What the fuck is that? Chocolate? Nah. It was a sweatshirt, wasn't it? I don't remember. I it thought it looked it was like a, a white sweatshirt to me that he had pushed the sleeves up a little bit on. But anyway, that's matter. even wilder. <laughs> uh, he's upset. He had the title shot tonight. Terry Taylor's ducking him, according to the snake. Me wrong. Um, hell of a match. You know, I mean, right away. Also, it's mentioned up top by Ted DiBiase that they are on the superstation now. He makes it a point to mention that, which which makes me wonder when did that change happen? Because we are in 1985. We are in that. Um, when was Black Saturday? Because that's when McMahon was on TBS and very quickly got off of TBS, sold sold the time slot to... All right, so Black Saturday was July 14th, 1984. And he... It was not going well. March 2nd, 85. I can't believe how long they were on... TBS. You telling me they were on TBS for almost a year? Oh yeah. That's insane to me. Mm. I I thought it was only a couple of months. That's crazy, dude. Okay, okay so paying for his tape. But this match, this is my point when yes. when uh when fucking the red rooster uh, gets posted by Akbar, he goes under the apron and when he comes up, he's already bladed. It seems like, but he, I can tell as he's getting in the ring. I'm like, why is he still, he's still holding the blade. And then when he gets back in and he's getting punched, he gets, he takes a punch on the ground and he just fucking blades himself again, like in the ring, in the wide open. I'm going, what the fuck is this guy doing? Well, it's just a beautiful, uh, to see some of the, I remember like uh, Zabisco on Last Call with Scott Hall talking about working with Lou Albano. He's yeah. like, Jesus Christ, you punch Albano once and he flops down on the ground and he's just, he's laying on his back, just going like this, just blading his head back and forth. It's like, Jesus, can you make anything subtle? Also, that lady who was going to fucking hit Akbar, but she, she was ready short. to fucking destroy him. Uh, Jake the Snake comes out back and forth. I love the back and forth sequence at the end of the title for title. Uh, this Jake might be Terry Taylor's best match he ever had. Her one might be. I mean, Jesus Christ. There, there, there was, a, once I knew that they were on, 
you know, TBS on the Superstation being broadcast nationwide. This was part of Bill Watts' attempt to, well, Vince has taken over. Crockett's taken over. We got to do something. By the way, you know, thoughts and prayers with Jim Crockett Jr. He's not doing well. Yeah. Um, I was like, wow, look at them immediately put the belt on Terry Taylor. It's like, here, it, like here's your baby face, blonde hair. Yep. Not as bulky as Hogan, but can do things in the ring that Hogan can't do. Sure. An interesting attempt. You know, this is this is the guy who's going to get the chicks. Uh, Kamala versus. Oh, and so Terry Taylor wins both belts. Jake, the snake interferes. It's a great sequence at the end. Kamala versus Steve Miller. Brother. I was getting ready to fill up a page <laughs> with Steve Miller band jokes. Well, he also match. looks like he he looks uh he looks like um uh, Armstrong if he's wet like when he gets out of the shower. Dude, what is this mullet on this Steve Miller dude? dude? I was like, is it braided in the back? Are there like beads on it? Is it dyed? Cuz he has got like a significantly receded hairline. Mm. And then just this like it looks like his hair's the back of his hair is being ripped out by a floby. I'm just like, what mm. is happening here? And then the discoloration. I was like, this guy is gross. Mm -mm. Can we get him on the show? I'll, I'll make some calls. Kamala makes quick work of him. Iceman versus the barbarian barbarian. Who is John Nord? John, but that is John Nord. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, you know, John Nord, who uh, Roddy Piper was going to pay. Oh, yeah, John Nord was the, was the barbarian. Um, or you're thinking of Nordberg from Naked Gun. What? No. What? No, no. The, the barbarian from WWF is one of the Tongans. John Nord was the... Um, well, I remember John Nord as... Oh, no, he was the... Um, he was like the berserker. Or berserker, the, yes, 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 yes. Right. He's like the Viking dude. Berserker. I, I would not know how to uh, pronounce Barbarian's real name and would prefer not to attempt it. Well, he didn't work this show. And upset him. <laughs> How many times he sell out the McNeil's Boy Club? Shit, forget it. <laughs> Got to go. Uh, Iceman goes over by a DQ. Uh, Barbarian has him in a full Nelson and refuses to break. Also mm -hmm. on play by play, at different points, uh, Bill Watts mentions by name Bruno San Martino, Angela Mosca. I'm just like, is this perhaps part of the strategy to? make an appeal to wrestling fans across the country of like, we know about these other wrestlers that you like in your area. Yeah, you know, we're yeah. not just a little promotion here in Shreveport. That's no matter what our TV looks like. But I also think Iceman, he did himself no, uh, no service by saying that he was coming to Mid-South specifically to fuck with Akbar and his crew. He should have just been quiet about it and sort of try to do it, you know? Well, you know. Uh, Butch Reed comes in to Iceman's aid after oh, yeah. uh, Barbarian keeps trying to fuck him uh, up. 
every week now butch is in the the best dress uh, competition with himself oh for sure i it, he I, you can see the muscles through the suit this guy is put yeah. together i gotta tell you I'm, i was a little concerned i didn't see boudreaux at all these these this two weeks a little con- concerning to me but well we'll see it's a big territory brad armstrong and tom pritchard versus jack victory and the chic hercules hernandez and I'm sitting here watching, and I'm like, I can't tell if Jack Victory is here to do the job or, like, are Brad Armstrong and, and Tom Pritchard getting a little bit of a push again? I'm like, or is Hercules a jobber now? And it's just four fucking... I'm like, <laughs> something ain't right here. Yeah. It's mysterious. Uh, yeah. But, you know, the uh, Hercules tagged in. The referee didn't see it. Jack Victory was still in the ring, and Brad Armstrong and Tom Pritchard get a win. Tainted, but still, they get the win. Uh, so I was, in fact, correct. Jack Victory is here to do the job. We got Tim Horner versus Chris Adams. Chris Adams is causing a lot of problems for the Von Erichs, Vince. I don't know if yeah, you man. know that. And Tim Horner is causing him a lot of problems. This was a real fucking... This was a, a competitive match, as I did not expect it to be. No. Well, it's one of these things where you like you hear about Horner, you know, I, I, this, you know, you hear Cornette talk about what a dope he was, but it's like, well, you know. But we've seen him sad. on here, and he's he's never, you know, had much of a showing that I recall. Yeah. Well, I I don't see much personality, but the guy can fucking. I mean, he's wrestling Chris Adams. He can fucking do that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Golden Terror, looking like a can of fucking Sprite, is uh, tagging with Steve Brinson versus mm. the Rock and Roll Express, who make real quick work out of both of them. Uh, yep. Not much of a match. Go back to the announce table, and we are told that the Dirty White Boys are in the ring challenging the Rock and Roll, but we are all out of time, and we go to the next show. This is awful. Mid-South, March 23rd, 1985. They changed the goddamn theme music. Yeah, they did. Why? Why? Because that was Bush League, dude. They're trying to compete, man. They're trying to be on a national scale here. Here's my question, though. (laughs) Why did the WWE Network? Why did WWE Network change it, too? Well, well, maybe because they went on TBS. TBS was like, yo, you can't use fucking La Bamba anymore. You got to use something that's not doesn't belong to somebody else so they that's this is actually a licensed song or that a, a bill watts original he's like <laughs> so you're thinking maybe this like, was Joel, get my casio we gotta fucking i gotta go to the videotape and see what the song sounded like this week and going forward that would be something if they own but i just don't buy that mcmahon would have i mean maybe maybe he would have the rights to the song because i mean fuck the um well, no, what I'm I saying like is the like world, if, the, the, the world class song, I think is the same one, right? The it, yeah. So if, if, if it is in fact a song that, that, you know, they either is public domain or they own or whatever that was on the right. show, then they, then they own the show. Now they bought the tape from Watts for sure. But it's, it, it'd be wild that Watts would take that, take that step. Whereas like the Coliseum video we watched last week on the, uh, the watch along, that beginning scroll with like the that they don't that WWF doesn't own that music like what the fuck was that song right I love that like that yeah 
They fucking, wild you know, to me. it was the wild west there a lot of times with the licensed music, but you know, I, I just think that Joel probably, you know, he hit the fucking one of the presets Joel on the Casio and then <laughs> Bill so. was like, no, 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 that'll never work. And then he tried another, and then they just wrote a little tune, man. I think they did it. Wow. Watson Watts. Watson Watts. Watson Watts production. Yeah. Uh, we got Jim Ross at the desk with Ted DiBiase. Jim Ross mentions that it's going to be him and Joel Watts this week, but I don't see Joel anywhere. Where the fuck is Joel? Where the fuck is Joel? We don't, well, you don't, his voice turns back up. I, right, but he keeps disappearing. It's like, this is so strange. Yeah. Does he have a pimple on his face that he's just like, oh, oh, nobody Joel, can see be me. Be careful, bud. I just turned 21. Why do I have pimple? Oh, no. I'm never going to get a date. Oh, God. I don't want to go out there and call wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go play Nintendo. <laughs> Uh, Terry Taylor has vacated the TV title. There's going to be a tournament next week, starting next week. Ted DiBiase is very upset about this, says that he never signed an actual contract. He should still be the North American heavyweight champion. Jim Ross explains to him, you made a verbal contract and you're fucked. Uh, but it's like the contest that Jim Ross rigged before. Thank you. That's right. Jim Ross rigged the best dressed competition. Now he's rigging this. This is basically all Jim Ross's fault again. Butch Reed comes out, says, uh, if anybody has no right to complain about anything, it is Ted DiBiase. You did this to yourself. Ted Powders. Butch very politely offers a challenge to his fellow babyface, Terry Taylor, for the belt, but makes it clear that he will be in the TV title tournament. He's been... Uh, how does he put it? He's been he's been gone for a little while. He's been doing other things. He hasn't been around as much. He's not in the title picture, but uh, you know he's back. He's here. He's here to stay. Uh, we see footage of after the broadcast last week. Ooh. Apparently, the Dirty White Boys did attack the Rock and Roll Express. You finally got to see as much of the fucking room as you could ever want to see. I mean, our prayers were answered, brother. <laughs> Dirty White Boys beat the shit out of the Rock and Roll and drag them all around the Irish McNeil. It's a pole uh, barn. It's, a, it's also just funny that like Jim Ross is they really I love the level of kayfabe that they're like there is no announcing on this because we shut down the announce desk. The show was over. The cameras were still running, but <laughs> the microphones weren't. Uh, Jim Ross is now interviewing Akbar at the announce desk. Making all his usual threats. Akbar is, you know, it's just wild. Like Akbar is basically, I mean, not be, not even basically, he is the top heel in the territory. He controls everybody. And um, there still is a, I don't know. It's so strange to me. Like Akbar is in basically every segment, yet there still is not a, I just, I don't feel a connection to him. I don't feel like mm. him as a threat. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. There is, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's strange. Like, I see him talking. I was like, oh, we're finally going to hear from Akbar. Right. But it's not like, you know, if Jim Cornette came on the screen or right. if, you know. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there is a, you could make the comparison to Akbar in Mid-South is the equivalent of like the NWO in WCW, but it's like, was much more obvious wcw is being taken over by nwo right. there isn't that same le threat level 
with Akbar oh. and his crew. Oh, I just yeah, I just like even not even think about him taking over, but just like him and his guys. It's not like oh shit, right? You know? No, it's just oh here's a bad guy, so Akbar is going to be there too. But you're right. I mean, Cornette like he made his presence felt, and it was yeah. like people had a problem with him. He had a problem with people. He'd fuck people up. Yeah, Akbar is just the bad guy who's there, but there's really like. The only personal problem is what Iceman says, I'm going to fuck your shit up. And it's like, that's barely a mid card fucking feud on this show. Mm. We're wondering about Hercules. Finally, the Boyd Pierce fashion police. He lives. He's, he's just, he's like, fuck you, Bill Watts. I don't give a (laughs) shit. I'm all the way over here in the ring. Come get me. He is dressed like uh, in his, what I call his Roman Reigns suit. This is the suit that Roman (laughs) Reigns should be wearing. He's just a Polynesian nightmare. It's beautiful. Mm. Mm. Barbarian versus Josh Stroud. Josh Stroud coming back around to the territory looking good, but uh, not in this showing. And Joel finally shows up and he's calling the action of the match. Sounded scared of his dad as always. Um, Barbarian being awful to Josh Stroud. Butch Reed comes in. They start squaring off him and the barbarian gets his suit torn up and off oh, of him. Yeah. Just destroys that fucking suit. And Reed is upset about it. When we come back from the break, he's in the interview position with Butch Reed. Half naked. Joel vanishes again. <laughs> Butch Reed is straight up wearing Joel Watts's headset talking into his microphone. I don't understand it. Uh, Butch Reed says that, uh, we are going to fight. We're going to do this in the street. And you know what that means, wrestling fans. A ghetto street fight. Mm. Good God almighty. Uh, Ted DiBiase, Dr. Death, Steve Williams versus Terry Daniels Dude. and Shawn Michaels. I think, I think Dr. Death did a couple cycles, man. All of a sudden, he's like <laughs> all shredded up, got the full beard in, and he is a different man. Dude, different I, noticed, man. I noticed that as well. <laughs> um. A transformation. He's a uh, good thing. He's wearing a singlet. So we don't see uh, what's going on in the back. Um, I think his back might look like Joel Watts's face. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Damn. You calling Joel Watts a pizza face? Hey man. Hey man. Uh, Sean Michaels, future king of the business. It's so wild seeing him just some not scrub. Not, not yet. Not quite there yet. You're uh you're neck and neck with Private Terry Daniels from the Cobra Corps in Amarillo. Kamala versus Terry Taylor. Wasn't exactly clear if this is for the title, but this is certainly Terry's first big challenge since winning the belt, and there's no bigger challenge than Kamala. Oh, okay. This I think this is actually the match I'm talking about where he's like blading in plain view. Right? Terry was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not not the. No, I, not I knew what you meant. With, yeah. No, yeah, I knew what you meant. I, oh, I I didn't realize you thought. I, I thought it was during the DiBiase match. I, yeah. I knew you were talking about this match, and I thought you knew you were talking about this match. Check the videotape. Yeah, don't give me this. Right, right. No, no. This is where the woman almost punches Akbar yeah. in the fucking yeah. head. Absolutely. Yes. Um. Akbar, uh, so they're doing usual Kamala match. There's really <laughs> no other match he can do. I tell you, perfect world, all things being equal, it would be fascinating to see like Tanahashi or Okada have a match with Kamala. Ooh, yeah. I mean, that would be like 
the greatest Kamala match in the history of all of humankind. You know, yeah. you know what he can do. You know what the threats are, and then you just get the maestro in there. Yeah, man. You know, do that little salt, little seasoning. Just uh, you know, <laughs> by the time Kamala gets up on that top rope, you're just screaming in your chair, Tanahashi, no. <laughs> Uh, Akbar posts Terry on the outside. A woman nearly jumps over the railing to murder him. Terry Taylor is covered in blood. Ugh, God, we don't do that up here. Mm-mm. They don't do blood. How the fuck do they make any money? Terry Taylor is. Um, I also I like this finish a lot too. Jake the Snake gets in. He's just hell bent on ripping Terry Taylor's head off. And he's just inserting himself everywhere and winds up helping Terry win. He did it last week, helped him win the fucking title. Now he's in there. He goes down. Kamala is holding Terry Taylor like he's about to, you know, power slam him, squash him, whatever. Starts stepping backwards, trips over Jake the Snake Roberts, Mm -hmm. lands with Terry Taylor on top of him. For the one, the two, the three. Great finish. Hell of a fucking turn of events. Crowd goes wild. There are still plenty of people, though, who hate Terry Taylor. <laughs> now we get a very unique matchup, Vince. A four-way tag team elimination match. Mm. It's so funny how brand spanking new this feels, and especially on the play-by-play, too. Like Joel verbatim says to Jim Ross, you're going to have to explain this to me again, how this all works, because the, the, this is very new. This is very exciting. Boyd, giving it to the crowd. Now you're going to want to listen to this. Uh, yeah, you're going to need to run. Listen to this rundown. I want you to be able to understand what the hell's happening here. This is such a, um, they just do this. Pra- it feels like every week on Raw, you know? Totally. Um, we got the Rock and Roll Express. We got the Dirty White Boys. We got Brad Armstrong. Tom Pritchard and unique pairing. I don't remember seeing these two together before. We got Jake the Snake Roberts tagging with Jack Victory. Um, tag team elimination. Somebody gets pinned. They are eliminated along with their partner. Anybody can tag in. Anybody can tag whoever they want in or out. Dirty White Boys eliminate Tom Pritchard and Brad Armstrong. Um, also around this time, again, feels like there is a we're appealing to the non-Mid-South fan from other territories. Jim Ross mentions be a hell of a thing to do a match like this with the Freebirds, with the Road mm-hmm. Warriors, with, you know, whoever else. Yes. Uh, with Pritchard and Armstrong gone, it quickly becomes the four heels on the Rock and Roll Express. Um and let's face it, the Rock and Roll Express are at their best when we're on the cell. Finally, uh, Jake and Jack get eliminated. And holy shit, this was the big, big money angle at the end of last week. It's how we started this week, seeing the replay of it. We're finally going to see a face-off between the Dirty White Boys and the Rock and Roll Express. They go to commercial, they come back, and I'm like, holy shit, a three-segment match? This is a fucking... And then they come back. We're at the announce desk with Jim Ross and Joel Watson. He's like... Ah, we only have a minute left. We're, we we declared that match a draw, and it's like, oh, with the fuckery, yeah. This is gonna make me tune back in. Yeah, 
Uh, no finish, but got time for a motherfucking. We got time for a sculpted Adonis riding a horse, lifting weights, and running down the road. Carrie Von Eric video plays underneath the end credits, and it is just a thing of beauty. Off core. I mean, hubba hubba, wubba wubba. <laughs> there you go. That concludes. Uh, that might be no. I think maybe March thirtieth might be next week. That does not conclude March. Um, yeah. So next week's homework, March thirtieth and April sixth, eighty-five. Oh yeah. Uh, assuming that those exist on That's the network. Right. Vince, who's your favorite wrestler? The question mark. Yep. Same. Yeah, man. The Come on, mark. I should have put the shirt on. I got to dig out the shirt. I know. Question Fuck, marks the man. man. Yeah. R.I.P. I mean. Fuck. Uh, it's a shame. It's, yeah. it's um, on every conceivable level. You know, my heart goes out to his family, to his boy. But uh, Jesus Christ, just for me, selfishly, I'm just sad. I'm not going to see what he does next. Um, Without a doubt, man. All the potential in the world. Vince, where yes. can the kids find you online? At Vince Averill on Twitter. Fintz.Averill on Instagram and Monday Night Beers Podcast every Monday. And this is uh, Matt McCarthy saying, follow me on all forms of social media at McCarthy Redhead. I'm also on Letterboxd now, uh, making a concerted effort to watch and review all of the wrestling movies that I have and to go out and find more. Um, Tuesdays in the green Zoom. Check it out. We have a great time. Patreon patrons. Mm. Let's give a shout out to these goddamn Patreon patrons. They're paying for it, and they are going to pay for it. Let me tell you that, pal. God Ryan Loose. Oh, Loose, huh? It's not going to work around here. I run a tight ship. Lionheart091. Oh, too many numbers, pal. You're just going to be Leo the Lionheart. Thank you, one and all. All right, Loose and Lion, you're going to be a tag team. Go find Pat. Figure out what you're going to do. No, Pat's dead.